Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, alongside Jen. Hey, hey, hey! And uh, today we wanted to spend a few minutes with you uh, talking about a recent experience that we had with a client where a website design helped a practice earn more online appointments in one month than they did all of last year combined. Yeah, we had a client that in 2015 they received a total of 40 online appointment requests. And this is a this is a client that spends money on Google AdWords that put a lot of energy into a third-party agency running their blog for them and driving traffic, tons of money into social media and only got 40 online appointment requests for the entire year. I had to do a double take, triple take when I looked at that number. And now with their brand new web, website that launched in February of 2016, they got 40 online appointment requests in only one month. So that leads to the question, what changed? Well, a lot changed actually. So um, we took uh, their old website and said, yeah, there's some pretty good content here. But when you look at the website, I mean, it's just... It's kind of a mess. It was like it was like vomit on a computer screen. Yeah, yeah. Hodgepodge it, of different colors and you know different images, and you just didn't. It was too much information. And it was scary, and it was easier just to click off. <laughs> right, and I'm sure you guys have seen this too, or you maybe you've experienced this in your own practice, where all of a sudden you have like three events coming up at once, and two news announcements that that you have to get out there, and so you just say, oh, I don't have time to figure this out. Put it on, it on the, the homepage. Front, yeah, on the front page. And all of a sudden, you have this super long page, and every there's different sizes and different text and images, and it just it looks terrible. And so if that's your first impression as a patient, I have no idea who you are, and I go there and I see that versus a website that's, that's clean and to the point and speaks to my pain points and tells me what the benefits are of coming to the practice immediately – I mean, apples to apples, which one do you think that that patient's going to go with? And I think if you see something that looks cluttered and overwhelming and a little bit disorganized, and you think, you know, that maybe the doctor is cluttered, overwhelming, and a little bit disorganized. And we, we deal with practices all the time that think because they've got a website they got done in the last couple of years that, you know, there's no need to upgrade the website. But if it's, if, you're, if your website isn't one, you know, one click away from scheduling an appointment or finding out your location, or quick access to your phone number, or you know a form that they can fill out, a patient can fill out, then it's probably time to redesign your website. And so Corey deals a lot with practice administrators and trying to help them overcome the hurdle of convincing the physician um, that they need to go ahead and invest in a new website. So you know, what are some of the tips that you can offer a practice administrator that's trying to make that sale? Yeah, I mean, you know, oftentimes, like you said, the practice administrator knows that hey, we need a new website, and we have this data technology and. Uh, haven't updated this in a few years, but it's hard to get the buy-in from the physician or the the marketing committee or what have you. Um, so I think it really comes down to four simple things. One, obviously, is cost. I mean, you want to do your 
due diligence and make sure that you know you're pricing these things out at different firms and you know you're, you're not going to kind of get like bent over a barrel when it comes to the cost because i mean it is an investment i think that's a good way to to look at it but you know you have to look at the return on that investment and how much um traffic and revenue your website is really going to generate because you got to remember that your website is kind of your practice brochure for potentially thousands upon thousands of people every single month and each one of those visits can be a patient and it can be a lifetime patient right? yeah and i will say this too like go back to the the example that we gave you before is you know we have a client that didn't want to spend the dollars on investing in their website and before we would even bring them on as a client we said you have to redesign it whether we redesign it or somebody else does you got to redo your website yes. and they went from 40 appointments in one year to 40 appointments in one month and that's because they started offering the option for scheduling that the patients wanted and it was so simple for patients to one two i'm scheduled yeah front and center and um i mean so we look at the analytics from the website before we did this and uh the analytics afterward and um you know across the board everything is trending in the right direction and i think one of the interesting things to bring up is the clicks per visit were down and that just means that instead of taking four clicks to get where they wanted to go, all of a sudden it was like one and a half to two. And so that just means that it's easier to get to the places that you need to. And uh, for example, with this particular client, we made it very simple uh, to request an appointment. So as you're scrolling down the page, there's a menu bar that follows you down. And in reverse color up there, it says request an appointment. So no matter where you are, that option is always there for you. It's also in the footer. It's also on the home page in the center with a big round button. Uh, so it's it's very uh, simple and intuitive if you want to get to that page to request an appointment. So so that's cost, uh, revenue. Like I said, you know the return on investment. That's the number two thing that we always kind of fight with. But like I said, if if you're seeing you know thousands of of these visitors and you're converting. Uh, you know, even a small percentage of them into patients, you know, 2%, 6%, whatever the case may be, um, then you're making your money back. And then you look at the, the outcome, like Jen just mentioned, we went from 40 online in uh, online requests in one year to 40 requests in one month. And then the last thing to look at is the competitive advantage that it gives you because, you know, your, your competitors down the street odds are they have a little bit older of a website as well so if you can take some of the best of what they're doing plus some of the best of just what's out there in, in terms of web design and programming and, and user interface in general you have a huge huge competitive advantage over the people that you're fighting uh, for patients for yeah and we don't see it this isn't just a, a one-time occurrence with one client or one practice seeing a huge uptick in their online appointment request we see this across the board we see every month month over month that our patients are preferring to go to the website on their own time to request an appointment and we don't say that you have to have you know an appointment request form that integrates with your scheduling software no that's very rare actually that that does actually happen like that yeah but what you do need is in a, a form that people can fill out that then goes to a designated person in your office where then then that designated person can pick up the phone at the, on their time frame and call back the potential patient and get them scheduled. You know, we have a, a case study that we've presented in the past where we have a client that in the last um, last year, they redid their website and they saw um, an increase of their online appointment request and they ended up with like 1,600 online appointment requests last year. And the one thing we like to stress is not so much the fact that they got 1,600 people to schedule appointments online, but that's 1,600 less telephone 
calls interrupting their office where they could have a designated person pick up the phone, call them back when it was convenient for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's something to consider too is, um, you know, it just it just makes the workflow so much easier on, on the front desk folks. No. no, absolutely. And I think that really leads to some tips when if, you know, if you're thinking about really st- stepping up your marketing efforts and maybe redesigning your website, um, it goes back to it, it really is all about the patient and we call it patient first marketing. You know, it's when did your patient want to interface with you? When does your patient go to your website and when are they looking to get the appointment scheduled? Not so much when are they willing to come in for the appointment, but when do they have time to sit down, look at their calendar and, um, you know, go ahead and take the first steps of getting that appointment scheduled. It's all about the patient. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, from, from a patient standpoint, again, if, if I am looking for a cardiologist in the area and I know nothing about any of the cardiologists in the area and I go to the, go online and I um, do a quick search for cardiologists in my area and let's say um, I narrow it down to a couple of physicians based off their star rating on these different review sites because that's probably what I would do. Absolutely. I, and so I, let's say I've got two four and a half star um, guys. They're in the in basically the same area, a few miles apart from each other, same marketplace, same specialty, um, and I go to both of their websites. And I have a completely uh, terrible experience on one. Like you said, it's a hodgepodge, and you know it's hard to navigate. Everything is kind of like messy. The headshot is old. I, the links and images are broken, and all that other stuff. Um, and then I go to the other website, and it's it's state of the art. It's smooth. Everything looks good. It all works, and it's easy to get into that appointment. I mean, I think ten out of ten times, people are going to go with that website. And, and like I said, you know, it's the same marketplace and everything. So, what's the differentiator? And it's just that first impression. Yeah, it's putting your best foot forward. So, a couple tips um, that you can give consideration to when you're developing your new website. One thing that we always stress is to lead with the patient. Take a patient-first approach to marketing. Don't necessarily lead with your doctors. Yeah. Well, and again, going back to that example that I just said, where you're looking at the two websites. So let's say I've got one, and there's a uh, that hodgepodge website um, has a giant picture of the doctor on there, and it's telling me how great he is, and how he's board certified, and fellowship trained, and he's been doing this for thirty years, whatever. I expect my doctors to be board certified and fellowship trained. I sure hope so. Yeah. yeah. And and so then I go to the other website, and this guy. Also happens to be board certified and fellowship trained. They always but, are. But I find that on his bio. But when I land on this on this nice, clean, streamlined website, I see someone a, a big picture of a patient that says, "Coming here saved my life. It was the best thing I ever did." Well, I, I mean, I'm sold. Like, well, because am I gonna go? To, am I gonna go spend you know my very personal time and my dollars on a place where it's all about the doctor? You know, is the doctor the most important person or, or is the patient the most yeah. important person? And we live in a me society with immediate gratification and we like this constant reassurance that we're the best. And, you know, we're very self-centered and, you know, unfortunately that's the way that it is now. And we want to make sure that, you know, other people are buying into it. And it can't be about the physician all the time because apples to apples, the physician better have the right qualifications. The thing that makes it different, that, that makes your practice different, is the experience and the outcome of your patients. Right. And, and if you just take, you know, five to ten seconds, I bet you could think of at least two patients that absolutely adore your practice and would do anything for you and, and would, you know, uh, scream your praises from 
the rooftops. Jen and I say all the time that the most underutilized resource in healthcare is the patient. Absolutely. So yeah, that's why we always focus on this patient first approach because you know if we have these people telling real stories um, and real outcomes, and uh, in, in, as a patient again, like let's say I'm looking at these two websites, I don't know any better. I mean, I'm going to trust straight from the horse's mouth that this person says it was the best thing that they ever did. And then let's say you click around on the website and you see more stories and more stories and more, you know, testimonial call outs and reviews and things like that. You know, it just it builds that authority. It builds that trust right away. Yeah. And we can tell you right now, your competitors down the street are not listening to the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. So we are giving you information that is going to differentiate you from your competitors down the street. Because remember, you you have similar your doctors are similar. They may be the greatest doctors ever. Everybody thinks that their doctors are the best. They're they've the similar education. They all have you know good great backgrounds. Hopefully, they're positive outcomes. But telling big egos. the story, they all have. Big they egos. all do. <laughs> we love them and we love working for them because they're not the best of business people and they're not going to be great at marketing themselves. So they need help marketing themselves, and who better to do it than the than the, the lives that they've actually impacted? Yeah, the people that they're helping, exactly. So another tip, um, you know, something to consider on your next website is remember how we talked about you know this the the practice that had that hodgepodge of information because over the years they grew and they added new service lines and they just didn't know where to put anything, so they had to put it on the front page. Consider this when you're developing your new website, and um, you know if you want to see your appointment request go through the roof then you've got to make it super simple for people to get to what they're looking for. And we, we often stress you know, having a content strategy, but we never stress putting all that content on the front page. Yeah, and I, I think you, like we talked about before, you, know, you want your front page to serve a very specific purpose, and that's to tell a little bit about your practice. You want to lead with the patient, obviously. That's, that's number one. You want to tell a little bit about your practice, then you want to have the things that your patients are looking for. And that doesn't mean that you need every single service that you do or every piece of content you create. It has to be found on that front page. That's not the case. No. So we have like so the content we're you know we're creating video testimonials and long form patient testimonials and descriptions on the conditions that you treat and the procedures that you perform. But those are secondary pages because your potential patients are going to find those through the search engines. They're probably going to look up um, a procedure, you know, a rhinoplasty procedure in your hometown, and because you've been proactive in putting that content out there, they're going to they're going to come to your house through the back door. Yeah, I mean, um, so yesterday actually, um, so we created an infographic for one of our clients, and we put it on this resource page, and that page it cannot be accessed from. The website at all. There's no way to get to it. You have to have a specific URL. We did that for a couple of reasons. One, we wanted to be able to um, better track, you know, like if people were actually using this thing and where they were coming from. And uh, anyway, long story short, is this practice is based in Central Florida. And yesterday we, we got a request from Tennessee for the infographic. And there's no way, again, to get to this from the website, but it showed up in search. So speaking to Jen's point, um, this piece of content that we created and uh, we made it SEO friendly, people are finding and it's it's serving its purpose and they're kind of coming in through that back door and it's not cluttering up the front page. But we know 100% that it's working because, I mean, we just checked it yesterday. So. Yeah, and, and we, you know, when you're doing your redesign, you're always going to, no matter what page you're on, you're going to make certain things very accessible and easy to find, like requesting an appointment. 
But on the home page, you're going to focus on things that people are looking for on a home page. Remember, it's your first it's your first impression that you're making. So you want to make sure that your hours are really visible. You know, the number of locations and how to get to your office should be really visible. Your providers should be there. You should at least have a listing of your providers or a, you know one click away from listing your providers. And um, you really should have you know some sort of ease of scheduling because the entire the end game here is to get more patients. And to make it easy for your existing patients. So, you know, what is it that your patients are looking for? And you make sure that stuff is front and center. Use the content to drive the traffic to the website, but it doesn't have to be on the front page because there's always a back door to that house. Yeah, definitely. And and I mean, you know, that doesn't say, that doesn't mean that you can't have a couple of news stories on there as well, or like a link to your patient portal or your forms or whatever. Because you know, those are things people are looking for too. But there there has to be a um, clear line that you do not cross. And you you know, like we we are not big fans anymore of multiple sliders like you see on a lot of websites, no. especially the older ones, because um, data shows people. When they land on that website, they're looking at that kind of big image right there. They call it the hero image or the slider, whatever you want to call it, for like four seconds. And so if you have nine sliders talking about your doctors, your new state-of-the-art laser, some event that you guys walked in like six months ago and that no one knows how to take down, uh, those kinds of things, they it just clutters up the website. So your main message, in, in our opinion anyway, should be that patient-first approach. And, and when people land there, that's what they should see. And then that should sort of direct them to the other important parts of your site. And they'll find those things organically and, and sort of explore the website that way on their own. You don't need to have everything just kind of vomited up at them. Yeah, your, your, like, your website, think of your website, it's that sitting room in the house that you have the furniture. It looks all nice and you've got some nice pictures and, you know, it's kind of the entry to the house. That's your homepage. And, but the real nuts and bolts of what happens in the household and you know the real life of it is beyond that you know initial when you first walk into the foyer that's but that's where all the activity goes on but ultimately you always know how to get to the door that you need to get to because the house is designed the right way where you got the front door and you got the back door and you can walk through that front door and schedule an appointment you can walk through the back door and schedule an appointment but the first impression is that nice foyer foyer in the front room yeah that's a really good way to put it I, I like that I live in a big house and we have a foyer and I never know what to do with it. So it's the homepage of my website. But it looks good up there. Yeah. And then, you know, it makes it, it, it brings in more guests and the people are happy and they return. And that's what you want your patients to be. You want to make the experience as painless as possible and make it painless on your patients, painless on your doctors and painless on your scheduling staff. And if you do all those things together, you'll have the same kind of outcomes as the practice that we told you about where they literally got, you know, the same amount of patients in one month as they did the entire year before. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not rocket science, but this stuff works. So that's why we like to tell you about it because, again, you know, it provides that distinct competitive advantage and, and you can increase outcomes and conversion rates and all that wonderful stuff that you want to increase, you know, with the, just thinking about what you're doing before you, you just kind of vomit up everything. So come over to the drmarketingtips.com and go and check out our free resources. And we have so many different blog posts and videos and worksheets on what to think about when you're either A, taking a patient first approach and B, when you're out there looking to get your website redesigned, please take take a look at all this stuff because it'll help you and save you some dollars as you're going out there and starting to come up with your strategy for this next year. Absolutely. So with that, we want to say thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And we will catch you in the next one. See ya. 
Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 